Welcome to the Speak Your Peach podcast. My name, Ian McNaughton, Big E here, as some people call me. Uh, pleased to be joined by friend of the pod, Jevin Lefebvre. Jevin from Left Side Heavy. What's going on, man? What's happening? What, what's new with you? Uh, nothing much, man. I mean, obviously, finished school a couple weeks ago. Feels good to finally get that weight off your shoulders. And then... Just stressing about Christmas shopping. I still like my mom's like, what do you want for Christmas? And I still don't even know. I'm just like giving her some sort of ideas just so I could. She gives me something to open, but nothing too much, man. Nothing too much. How about you, man? I'm doing well. It's funny you talk about Christmas shopping. So I uh, was in Squamish for like last week. So I've been helping out with my grandparents, like setting up a tree, setting up Christmas stuff and yada, 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 eating all the good baked goods that my grandmother makes. And, you know, they have the same conversation, like, what do you want for Christmas? What can I get you? And it's just like, I don't know, a book like I I don't need (laughs) anything. Whereas, whereas, you know, my dad being the smart guy that he is. So my birthday is, if you don't know, my birthday is on November 7th. So he this year, he did the birthday and Christmas tie in. Yeah, uh, where he got me tickets to the Canucks Kraken game on December on December 27th. So he's like, hey, uh, I'm giving this to you, you know on your birthday but this is also your christmas gift which i'm just like sure you got me tickets fair enough i'm happy yeah. i'm not gonna yeah. argue with that you know low, lower bowl tickets to the connect cracking game that now might not even happen who knows <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's, it could shape out to be that way well and, and one of the things you know so my brother and i this year just said we're giving each other one beer that is our Christmas gift to each other. It's just one singular beer. So like a tall, like a tall boy, like fancy IPA or just like a silver bullet, like just a Coors Light. We didn't say anything like we were pretty ambiguous about that. We just said one beer. So I basically I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but I basically just got him uh, what was at the display case at the front of the liquor store when I went the other day. It's like yeah. some big like bottle like ten dollar thing that i got so like i hope he likes it give him the warm cores light i had in my golf bag (laughs) i'm I'm perfectly just gonna buy a cores light and put it next to my fireplace for the next week Uh, and then present it to him when i pick him up to go home yeah on on like a skillet because it's (laughs) i'm just gonna like flipping it it's like a burger just yeah give it a quick shake before you give it to him with a bow on it yeah, there you go. That's Christmas. That is Christmas. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, my girlfriend just wanted books and stuff for Christmas, so hmm. she she gave me her Amazon wish list hmm. of like the books that she wants to read, and she gave me like two authors. She there's like six different authors in her wish list, and she's like, these two authors are like my favorites, but any book you get me off this list is I'm okay with. So I got the one that was on her top priority, Ooh. and then. It turns out that it's not going to get here until like January, like 18th. Oh, but her birthday's the 23rd. So I'm like, I guess that's oh, your so birthday you're, present. You're doing the same thing my dad did. It's just yeah. tying it in. It's like yeah. it's your Christmas and birthday yeah. gift. So like now I don't need to get her a birthday gift. Now I just need to. I wasn't planning on getting her birthday gift right now, but I just I just did. So then I'll just have to spend it extra. On, you're, you're, uh, kill, you're killing Christmas two birds with one. You're killing two birds with one stone, yeah. essentially. Yeah, exactly. So I got a birthday gift taken care of already, but now I just need to take care of the rest. I only have my, I have like seven people to buy for, and I only have like two, three gifts right now. So 
I gotta I gotta designate a day and just hammer it out, and then I'm finished with it. This is a big week for Jevin then. Oh yeah, I have to. I got two recordings on Monday, Ooh. and then, yeah, it 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 could be a heavy week. But I'm trying to get all like my recording and editing done on like Monday and Tuesday, so then I can like chill out for the rest of the week into the there new year. There you go. But, there you go. But yeah, uh, that's, I was, uh, that's about it. I was gonna say, is your what, what your girlfriend's probably not into like the history, geography, you know, type books that I or like biographies that I am um like when, when we went golfing with brando in the summer at furry creek yeah. like brand like brand and i were just like hitting it off about you know provincial legislative buildings and the, <laughs> and you know the architecture behind that i take it your girlfriend girlfriend probably isn't into that she's into like these mafia romance novels mm. it's interesting that's interesting yeah it's she always has some sort of facetime call or snapchat video about every single night about the book that she read that day so okay. she's gone through like trauma reading some books, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but it also kind of helps her because she like with this class that she's studying, it's I don't even know how to like describe it. It's like the study of like different like I don't want to get too gruesome here, but it's no, like please. These, this is the speak like, to peace podcast. Yeah, get as gruesome it, as you want. It's like these like it's like not necessarily a sexual assault class, but that's a lot about like what they study and like a lot of the books that she reads isn't necessarily sexual assault novels, but it like kind of ties into what she's studying. So she's like, I just read like an entire novel. I basically studied tonight, right? Like I studied mm-hmm. for my final readings, but so it's kind of funny what she's into and like what she's studying, but yeah, I can never really get a complete grasp on what she's into. I kind of just have to like blindfold, shoot an arrow or throw a dart and say, like, okay, I'll get that book. You know? I think you'll, I think you'll like this. And it's like, yeah. I, oh, and then like the one time it's like, I've always wanted this. This is great. Yeah. You know me yeah. so well. It's like, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, I'm just going like, to go to chapters for no reason right now. And then she <laughs> exchanges it. <laughs> hey, while, while we're, you know, hanging out, do you mind if we stop at Indigo or whatever at Park, yeah. or a Metro town? Yeah. You got to go check something out. Yeah, for sure. She's like, does like, Hey, what's that? Just quickly exchanges the book. <laughs> Uh, that rocks Uh, that's amazing uh uh, so we were gonna have syp creator scott on here but he blew Uh, us off to um why did he blow why did you think he blew us off i mean we know why he you know blew us off but you can make up any reason um he hmm, he got accepted into the next season of the bachelorette so he had oh yeah he had to catch a flight that's that's why he can't make it tonight Ooh, that's a better reason and I, I was gonna say like he you know to train for a triathlon this summer he's swimming across georgia Strait. yeah uh, actively in you know the december cold he is uh currently um almost he's almost to the active channel he's almost <laughs> to uh he, he's almost to the gulf islands as we is speak. it is it what's that thing that like everyone gets together for? Is it like the polar swim, the polar ice swim? Yeah, like isn't the, that a New Year's Day thing? A polar bear swim? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but that's what he's doing. It's just he's swimming yeah. across the width but it's of just, the river. It's just him. There's nobody yeah, else doing just it. Him. He's just yeah. doing his own polar bear swim. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Why Scott, it. That's why Scott can't make it tonight because Scott wanted to do a World Junior preview, so he's not here. So we're gonna we're not gonna do the World Junior preview. Scott and I are gonna do that next week. 
Uh, Scott and I also have plans to go watch the Canucks Ducks game next week. So we're hoping to get some uh, hashtag content from that game. If and that happens. Can, if that happens. And he can see, <laughs> you know, his male crush, Trevor Zegras. I'm guessing that's who it is. Mine's Troy Terry for the Ducks, but you know. Oh, mine's Troy Terry too. I picked him up in fantasy and he's just been blessing me. He, he's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's doing well for himself right now. So, Jeff and I are going to talk about hockey mostly uh, during this podcast. Uh, he might have a, a, a tangent on Mac Jones and his Patriots and why my Seahawks suck, but that's probably for later on. Um, let's start with the big news with the NHL and COVID, because that seems to be the big thing going on. Is, is it now 60 players I heard today got added to COVID lists throughout the NHL? Yeah, it's something like that. Like Everyone's just dropping like flies right now. It's unbelievable. And I mean, a lot, some of the tests that I've seen, it's they're put in protocol, but then like short within 24 hours, they're like getting negative tests back. So, like, I don't know if a lot of them are false positives, but I mean, nonetheless, like every single free Elliot free free. My God, insider Elliot Friedman. Yeah, insider Elliot Friedman. Every I have his Twitter notifications on. And every single oh God. tweet that comes up is this player's added to protocol. This player's added to protocol. This game's postponed. It's yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like Jonathan Druen came out today. He said that he has like some discomfort playing Boston with everything that's going on over there. It's a it's a funky situation for sure. Listen, I love Elliot Freeman, but I already have an, enough anxiety in my life that I don't need Elliot Freeman Twitter notifications on the regular yeah. uh, popping up in my life. Because I would just have so much stress over these days of like, oh, shit, that guy's in protocol now. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. Just once it hits a couple people, then it just yeah, it's like a wildfire. Well, I think it's safe to say it's, it's impacting everybody. Like, it's impacting everybody in the NHL. And even, you know, like the L.A. Lakers, who share a facility with the L.A. Kings, like, they're – Yeah. Like, they both have cases. Like, they're, they're – there's probably some transmission going on there. Um, tonight was the first game this season played behind an empty arena with no fans in the Montreal Philly game. Yeah. Uh, do you – I know you talked about this on your podcast this week, but do you, and it's – taken off quite a bit since you probably recorded this week but where do you see the league going in these next few days weeks as paces increase man i i think i think they should shut it down for like a couple weeks at least and I don't know if that means just shutting it down now into the new year. But I would say, like, just instead of the all-star break happening, just, like, nothing happens so everyone can rest up and stuff and, like, at least hold the spread. Like, like I, I don't know the... Uh, Slow it down. Like, yeah. Like you you kind of just need to Prevent the spread. Up. Like, prevent the spread at least. And but I mean the NHL makes way too much makes too much money off the All Star game that they won't cancel it, especially with lack of revenue coming in the past couple of years. So I think they should just shut it down until like the new year, maybe. But I don't know, man. It's 
it's such a tough situation because they're finding ways around it. But the more you replace guys, then they're going to be added to protocol. And it's just going to be a revolving door within organizations and nothing's going to be like isolated. It's just going to be constant until the playoffs. And then we might have to go into another bubble, which like no one wants. That's a fact. So I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty uncertain about it. I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, I would say shut down for a couple of weeks. Kind of take your Christmas vacation, essentially. If you're, yeah. if, if you're the NHL and probably the NBA and even really football, like I, I, I wouldn't, I know football probably wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't be upset if all these leagues were just like, Hey, we're going to take a couple of weeks off. We're going to help, you know, try and slow it down and we'll get back to you January 4th and we'll yeah. see what's new and where we're at. Um, and I mean, this is also coming from the same guy like myself who has tickets to hockey games, who works for a, a hockey team, a, a junior hockey team, like, the health is the health should be more important than the actual financials, yeah. but that's easier. That's easier said than, you know, telling that to an owner and a commissioner of 30 teams who are billion dollar teams, essentially, unless you're the coyotes, but <laughs> like, Quick I, I, but I just like that, like, that's the whole thing is that I really don't know like where we're going to go and what the next step is here. Like I like to be a problem solver and I don't know how you solve the problem other than just not playing for two weeks and seeing where you're at. Yeah. I I'm, I'm in the, I'm in agreement too. Like if you're going to shut it down, when do you shut it down? Do you shut it down immediately? Like how do you reschedule games? How is that going to happen? Where are you going to slot the games in? Like, are you going to push the playoffs back again? Like, and we're going to be playing into July. Like, and then the short off season, are you going to take it down to 70 games next season so that you can push it later into the summer? Like, how are we going to do this? And I'm sure the NHL doesn't want to go into the summer again and then have another shortened season. It's not going to be like a 50 game season next year. If we push it back, it would just be 72, take 10 games off each team. So it's, it's a hard thing to judge because it's a situation where you can't necessarily make every team happy. And yeah, like like the Canucks are hot right now. Like that, yeah, like that exactly. would be a bit, that would be a real slap in the face, I'm sure, to the Canucks. Like, hey, we're doing well right now. And even though like Tucker Pullman and did I who Luke, was somebody, Luke Shen is in the protocol. Brandon Sutter's been in protocol. And who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? But it's kind of like what I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's kind of like what you say. Like, like is now rock bottom that now you should be stopping games? Like, I don't know if it get. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you get. I don't know if you can get worse than this. That that's just what I'm. I don't. I really don't know. Like, I don't have the answers, and I'm sure the medical people don't have any of the answers. Like, I'm sure the doctors probably don't know. Like what the next step would be other than shutting it down and the league probably doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I don't think the league wants to shut it down at all because once again, they're just, they have a projection of the cap going up by a million dollars next year. And if they shut it down, then that might not happen. And I think they want to stay on course. So they don't want to risk losing any money, but also the health of the players are at risk. And like, you know, 
like recovery, it wouldn't be the same for any of the players. And remember when the Canucks had like 21 players on COVID protocol and then they had what a week to come back and play. And JT Miller came out and said, like NHL, this is bullshit. Like we, we all are just coming off COVID like our whole entire team. And you're making us play like right away. You're, pl- you're playing so, 15 games in 30 days to end a season that wasn't going to the playoffs. Like you weren't going to make the playoffs yeah. anyways. Yeah. So it's, it's such a hard situation to manage. And I like, there's like, is there even a right answer? I think there's just like a solution. Like you just, it's almost like you can't really give them a choice. Like, I mean, I know the Olympics, they are giving the players the choice and they have up until the day before the Olympics to like, yeah, like, I don't think like, I'm not down for this, whatever. So I know they're giving the players a choice in that, but I think for this protocol within the NHL, I think they just need to be like, okay, this is what's happened and everyone deal with it. Whether you're happy or angry, this is what's happening. We'll go on pause for a week, see how everyone is, see if anything's been isolated, how the teams are doing, how the players are doing. It's almost like a lockout or a strike or whatever. Like they just, Push back dates. It's like NHL set to resume December 27th. Sit out for a bit. It's the only thing that kind of makes sense right now. And But also, there's a lot of teams who, like the Canucks who are hot right now, but teams like Edmonton, they could use the they could use yeah. it because they're on a slump. So, yeah, I think they just need to be firm with the decision because it's a situation where you can't make every team or owner or GM or players happy. So, yeah, I don't know. They they need to do something though. Well, and and I think this is kind of going kind of like what you know we've seen with like kids going back to school or people going back into workplace. Like I don't know if there's one right way of doing it. Exactly. Like like I don't know if there's a right like this is like yes, this is the obvious thing we need to do and we're going to do it right now. Like I don't know if there is that. It's just yeah. a matter of like telling people, "Hey, this is a serious medical situation." Uh, we have to look out for the safety and, and, you know, best interest of our players here. We, you know, here we are. How, who says no? It, yeah, it's, they need, they just need to be set on like, okay, this is happening. Here's a memo. NHL shutting down. Uh, say, what is this? The 16th today no idea. as, as we're recording, let's say it is, this sounds about sure. right. Yeah. The 16th, yeah. Thursday, yeah. the 16th. As of December 19th, we are shutting down until January 4th. Everyone gets the break until the new year off. Let's see how the teams are. We'll push the playoffs back until instead of April, we'll do beginning of June, and then playoffs will start. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. And, 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 you know, and, you know, for the, for, even for the players' sake, at least then you get to be home with your kids. Like, you get yeah. to be home with your wife and kids for, the, you know, for the week and your family and whatever. And, get some time away from the ice rink. Like I'm sure there's been a lot of stress of people coming back to the arena, coming back to the rink every day. Like we've seen it with like Carrie price. It's been a yeah. you know, bit challenging for him. We've seen it. It's been a challenge. I'm sure for, you know, some of these like, you know, Austin Matthews, like another guy who's dealing with a wrist injury, who's trying to make his way back into, you know, he's obviously killing it, but he had a bit of yeah. tough time getting started. So I, I think that wouldn't be a bad idea. Just, taking a, a week or two off, having the players go hang out with their families for, for two weeks. And we'll, you know, 
we'll reconvene in Jan 4th and we'll get the season going again. And then we'll, we'll figure it out as we go along. Cause even if you shut it down, like right before the holidays, what if someone tests positive and they can't be with their families while like during Christmas, if you shut it down now, you give people time to at least get a chance to recover from the symptoms. They can spend the holidays with their families, come back in the new year. Everyone's well rested. Everyone is hopefully healthy to an extent the spread has somewhat died give everyone a raise to sanitize the like arenas and everything arenas practice facilities exactly give everyone a boost in pay for like what a couple bucks an hour extra just like hey let's grind this out here's some here's some overtime yeah and let's try and isolate this virus so that we can resume the season and basically press the reset button. Yeah. We're at the halfway point. Let's press the reset button. Let's try and isolate and prevent any more of the spread. Let's shut it down until the new year. Let's just do this. And maybe the first game back will be uh, the winter classic. There you go. I don't mind that. And I'm sure we're going to have an enhanced protocols probably exactly. for the rest of the year i'm guessing yeah. like we're gonna be you know everybody's gotta be wearing masks everybody's probably gonna have to have boosters the whole nine yards everything we were doing last year we're probably gonna have to do that again for the rest of this season just to make sure we're all safe and healthy i got a question for you i might have an answer for that with the boost in well, like with how this spread has happened do you think yeah. the nhl goes to more baseball style scheduling next year i hope so I don't think they will, but I hope so. Like, like I think, hey, I, like, hey um, Islanders, you're over in Vancouver. You're going to play back-to-back there, and then you're going to play Edmonton and then Calgary. You're going to stay in that province and then play, try and make it a baseball schedule, get all the games between them out of the way, and then... I don't mind that. I think Jonathan Taze, like, talked about that quite a bit. Even, yeah. like, pre-COVID, like, Jonathan Taze talked about that quite a bit. Of, like, like two hey, series, like. Sure, you you play, <laughs> you know, you play two games and three nights in Nashville, and then you get to go on to, like, Raleigh or something to go play the Hurricanes. Like, yeah, it, it wears on players going from, you know, hitting up Nashville, Dallas, and St. Louis in five nights and yeah. not getting accustomed to any of it which is why I would like to see like a baseball style of scheduling. I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen either, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of the spread has come from like going through in and out through customs and like airports and traveling. Like, yeah, we're doing, we're doing more normal things now. So it's yeah. not totally surprising. I think they should play less game. Like the NHL should play less games in general. Like I think they could just do um, 72. I would even just like you get the whole you do like a home and away versus every team. Like you do like you get 62 games and you get a home and away and then you can have like longer playoffs. You have more teams in the playoffs. Like I'd love to see like a 32 team or a 30 team playoff with like your two shittiest teams not making it and then like have like a best of three for like your first round. So then you can increase playoff revenue. But that's like something like that I think would be interesting. But in terms of how they do the current model, yeah. Just do fucking, you know, two games in Florida and in four days and you get to go back to Toronto or wherever and call it good. Because when you cut down games, you prevent back to backs and then you prevent the condensed schedule of. Like with 
if they went down to like say 70 games, yeah, right, then that gives more time between away games for teams to travel. They can stay back, test, okay, we're fine. Let's go to the next venue. Keep the same length, same start and end date, but less games. So it gives teams more time between games so that they have time to like, do I have it? Well, and like, and like, and like, even having a taxi squad, like, I don't know what, like, you know, in hindsight, why don't we have a taxi squad? Yeah, they had it for the playoffs. Why can't you just do it for the regular season? Why is that your black aces, though? I mean, kind of, but kinda, it's, just not, kinda, it's but a like, bit smaller. It's a bit smaller. You have three or four guys. You don't need five. You have three or four guys. And yeah. like you have a goalie, you have a forward and you have a demon. And if it yeah. gets really out of hand, like nobody, like I don't, I never thought it would get this out of hand. Like I thought we would probably have a few COVID cases. I never thought it would get this out of hand. I didn't and think it would what, get this like this either. And and that's what the taxi squad, like, even if we had like three players, it wouldn't make much of a difference because like half of the literally three quarters of the flames are gone. Two thirds of the flames are yeah, gone. It's crazy. Of COVID. So, yeah. um, yeah, you talked about Olympics earlier. Let's let, let's hit on the Olympics part of this. So right. the NHL was supposed to go to the Olympics. Uh, what was their start? I don't know what schedule was a feb 9th i think they were supposed to go to the olympics that's that's what the schedule i think has it's like first game is feb 9th on the men's yeah. side and then they end at the end of february and then they come back late in february whatever so i'm pretty sure it's off now like nhl players going over but is there a chance Batman's just like just for late just for labor negotiations Batman's just like you guys can go if you want. You guys go to China. I like because I think that means in a way I think that means more to him than the actual play, like player safety. But well, I, I I I do think that it's most players with these rules are probably not going to go like with the quarantine and such if they get positives. Yeah, I don't think NHL's going. I you 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 saw Steven Stamkos come out and say. If I'm given the opportunity, I'm going. So you see some NHLers still in for it. And you understand Stephen Stamko's side. Yeah. He was brought in in 2008. He almost made the 2010 team. Wasn't quite established yet. He breaks his leg right before the 2014 Olympics. And then NHL doesn't go to the 2018. This is his last chance. This is his last kick at the camp. The win gold. Yeah. And how devastating would it be? To see Steven Stamkos, he scored 60 goals in the NHL, and we've never seen him play in the Olympics. It's crazy. How it's it's devastating as a hockey fan. Yeah. Right? He was like, he's one of my favorite players ever. I love Stamkos. And to see him not, like some people don't even have him like making this year's Olympics. Like some people have other people over him. And if he's... I understand the player's side, but I mean, the protocols are insane. Like if like the day before you leave, if you test positive, you have to stay over there for like a month three and a weeks. Yeah. Like three to five weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. So I don't think the NHL goes just because owners are going to be stubborn and be like, if we lose our guy for like three weeks in the midst of a playoff run, then I'm going to be pissed. So 
but so here, so here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Like, obviously, you know, with COVID, like with COVID, we have these new variants coming out. We have increased cases. Yeah. But now we're probably going to have, I think if we haven't already, by the time this comes out, we're going to have new border restrictions. But I'm curious to know, which, do you think there are players who are still, like, you, you still think, like, do you think Stammer's still going to go? If Stammer gets the choice. I think he goes if he's given the choice. So that like, are you going to see like a Mason Raymond, Steven Stamkos, and Jason Magna first line for oh, Team Canada? Yeah. Like, it's going to be like, are you going to get a mix of KHL guys and NHL guys in the Olympics? It's going to be weird. Well, here's so here's so the other two players I was thinking about who I think would go yes who would go if given the opportunity who would say yes i think mark andre fleury would go yeah if given if given the opportunity and i think the other guy is carter hart why do you say carter hart just because he's a young guy and wants to go young guy and the flyers stink yeah true like he like the flyers aren't going to make the playoffs this year if carter hart gets the opportunity to go win gold I think he just go, goes and does it. Fair enough. And he's a goalie that um, is capable. Like, he's not that he would just be on the team just because they're out of goalies. Like, some people have him being, like, the third goalie or second yeah. goalie. So, it's not like he doesn't deserve to be on the team. Same with Fleury. But, it, but it's well, it's, it, I was going to say, it's probably going to, you know, if we're going to have this mix of, like, randos and, I mean, I guess he's an NHLer, you know, We'll have Flurry, Hart, and like Dustin Tokarski is going to be the third goalie. Like we're just going to have like that kind of team go. And do you think they increase the roster size to like say it's at twenty two right now? I think. Yeah, the button might put think, it up to thirty. Yeah, like to thirty, have yeah. their own little taxi squad. But what if, they, what if the taxi squad gets COVID and it's like okay, now we're out of players? <laughs> Imagine well, that. It's like like ah oh, yes, we have a backup plan. It's like uh boss. Um, our taxi squad all tested positive. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> all right. There goes that plan. Well, you know, they might allow like China to have 50 players on their team to like try and be competitive with Canada in the US. 10v5. Yeah, 75. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's, it's like one of those, you know, questions of like, instead of like the how many fourth graders do you think you could take on at once it's like how many you know chinese hockey players do you think you could take on at once and for connor mcdavid it's like probably a thousand (laughs) the number doesn't exist yeah exactly um but i mean i you know part of me thinks that the majority of players probably aren't going to go i'm sure we're going to see like a few guys who make their own personal choice to go like i think Ovi would go when he, he's Russian, bro. His COVID, be- his COVID shot was like a two six of Grey Goose, and then he's fine. <laughs> I think Ovi goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who else like has the like potential to go. Like, I don't know if the Canucks go back to what they were before. Probably Petey goes. Probably Quinn goes. Like if they go yeah. back on a on, on a losing streak, uh, so. So Team Canada probably sent an invitation to what? 40, 40 to 50 players? I was going to say probably 50. For like camp, just to yeah. like tryouts and stuff. Do you think they increase that 
number do you think they sent out like a memo to like the top 70 canada players and they're like hey would you be comfortable going to the olympics yes or no and the amount of people who said yes they invite to camp so like players say a player that stands out to me for example tyler sagan yes right i don't see him on the olympic team and i don't think anyone does but for example if canada's low on numbers but he's willing to go would they just like open up their camp and try out to like a bunch of team canada players that weren't even on their list but they're like we need guys to go and if if say that these 30 canadians who are willing to go and they're the best of the people who said yes will take and play in the olympics do you think it could be that kind of thing possibly i think it's maybe 50 guys maybe 50 to 75 guys reach out and then they'll take whoever says yes but i mean you know it might mean that you're taking on zach hyman or you're taking on uh there's another you know I guess Mangiapane's actually had like a decent season. Like people Mangiapane, Mangiapane will probably like be on the team. He might be an extra. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Matt Duchesne, there's a guy. Matt Duchesne, yeah. Matt Duchesne might actually like make Team Canada this year because I'm, of. People. I'm still taking any NHL over any person in the K. Well, you're gonna disrespect. Is Kyle Wellwood still still playing? <laughs> no. Is he still using that wood blade and two piece stick? <laughs> I honestly don't know if he is. Uh Kyle Wellwood. I'm gonna pull He might be up. in the he might be in the Spangler Cup this. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Uh yeah. according to uh Wikipedia, uh he retired after the 2014 season. So Kyle Wellwood, uh not relevant. Tough yeah. look for Ian. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean I don't know. I'm sure you're going to have players who are going. Uh, I don't think the majority of NHL players are going, and I don't know that the majority of them should. I don't know if I would go to China. I don't think I would. Yeah, it depends where I'm at. If I'm like... If you're on the Coyotes, you're probably going yeah, to the Olympics? Not even that. If I'm in Stamkos' situation... Yeah, okay. And I'm like, fair. this is my last chance to play in the Olympics. I've never played in the Olympics. I don't care. I want a chance at a gold medal. I'm going. Yeah. And... Uh, what's uh Tampa's GM? What's his name? Uh, Ju- Julian Breezeball. 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 He's like, sorry, Breebs. I'm going. You can, like, so, I'm sorry, but you you guys are getting cooch back soon anyway. Like, you'll be fine. As well, they, as they as they say in Canada, peace out. And then yeah. Stammer just leaves the room and then takes the first yeah. flight to Beijing. Yeah. So I. Like, if I'm in Stamkos' situation, I'm going. But if I'm in, like, I don't know, like, do you go if you're McDavid? Yeah, probably not. Do you go if you're Dreisaitl? Yeah, because he's Team Germany. Oh, come on, don't disrespect Mo Sider like that. Mo Sider rocks, dude. Um, now, I, okay, I, I, that, that's fair. Um, it, it, yeah, it depends on each player situation. Me personally, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I would go, but who knows? I'm not like everybody else. Yeah, that's just fair. How, that's just how it is. Um, let's talk about, let's move it. Let's segue here to your Vancouver Canucks who are back, baby. The Canucks yeah. are back. Best team in the league, man. Um, <laughs> they're, 
Oh, I, I was going to say, I have the game on on the side here, but I went to commercial. Uh, five straight before tonight's game against San Jose. Uh, Boost Boudreaux, kicking ass. Jim Rutherford, kicking ass. Um, are the Canucks now legit? Like, are they, like, somebody to be thought of highly now? Or is this just a bit of a, a, a heater? I really don't know what to make of this team because I want to be all in, but I'm like, is that the best case scenario to actually go? Cause when we were shit, I was like, tank for right. Like, let's just yes. like this season's washed. Like, let's just, let's go for the best pick. And now we're like potentially five and oh, you know, five and a half minutes left yeah. against San Jose. I'm like, I don't know. I'm in such a weird spot. I'm like, I'm just gonna enjoy whatever happens. Happens. I think that's where I'm at. You're kind of in... going. You're kind of going all in with like a king and an eight here. Like it's not a bad hand, but like at the same time, uh, it's not a great hand either that you're rolling with. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm loving Bruce. I I'm loving the energy the team's bringing. This it's fun to watch hockey again, you know. So I'm just gonna live in the now. And if we go on a heater and like make the playoffs, and we're like second in the Pacific, because I don't think we're gonna get ahead of Edmonton or Vegas. And like if we somehow like actually are respected the rest of the season, then, I mean, whatever happens, happens. But I think the best thing that we need is the best pick possible. So I'm just going to say, hey, put a beer in my hand. I'll watch these guys. If we lose, we lose. If we win, I'm going to enjoy it. So that might, I was going to say, that might be, like, the highlight of the Canucks season is if they get respected. Is if, like, people are like, hey, you know what? That Canucks team, they turned it around. They're, you know, they're looking all right. They're starting to figure it out. You like to see it, um, because I mean, at least for the wild card, you know, they got twenty-eight points before Thursday. Uh, they still have to jump Dallas, San Jose, L.A., Winnipeg, and Edmonton at the moment for like the second wild card spot, six points back. Um, as you mentioned, the Edmonton Oilers are free falling. Um, the Jets, I don't know. Are we, I, I don't think the Jets are really that good outside of Connor Hallibuck. I don't think the Jets are really – and Kyle Connor. I have to – I'm obligated to say Kyle Connor is really good. Um, Kyle Connor – Kyle Connor is unbelievable. Yeah. He's so good. I like – he's – excuse me. Now, I know he's not Patrick Kane. He's not. But whenever Patrick Kane touches the puck, he's a player that scares me. And Kyle Connor's on that level. Whenever he has the puck, I'm scared something's going to happen because he's so dynamic and he's like a prolific 30-goal scorer. So, Well, I, again, like I, like I told Scott at the beginning of the season, Kyle Connor's going to score 50 goals this year because uh, I think we have 10 bucks on that. So Kyle Connor's going to put up 50, and that's the only reason why I'm – I mean, him and Helba, but mostly Connor is the reason why I'm interested in the Jets this year. The Winnipeg Jets, that is. Um, yeah, Sharks stink. Uh, the Stars stink. Um, I think the Kings are okay. 
Yeah, the Kings, the Kings are weird too. They're yeah. like they're like this year's usual Minnesota Wild. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Minnesota's consistently mid. Consistently mid until this year. Like this year they're like they can actually be contenders, but they're like always mid. And that's why I think LA has like kind of that's kind of like the position they're in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know, man. I've LA is has a really bright future ahead of them. And I th- they're gonna suck to play against, especially in a couple of years. I think if sure. LA if LA can figure out a goalie, like a, a, a quick, you know, successor, I don't know if that's Cal Peterson. Um if they can find like another successor to quick, I think they're golden, but who knows if that's going to come anytime soon. So yeah. Do you think the Canucks are going to parlay this success into a playoff spot? Let me see the standings here. Uh, the Anaheim ducks uh, are first in the Pacific, which I, again, uh, since Scott's not here, I'm obligated to say well done Anaheim. Kudos to the ducks. Man, talk about something no one saw coming. No, not even Scott. No, no one saw this coming. No, especially so, after last season, how brutal they were last season by the end of it. So um, the Canucks right now sitting at 28 points, uh, yeah. six points out, six points behind Edmonton. Yes. And eight points behind Vegas for third. But they have like a game in hand. Or they have one more game played. Can they make the playoffs? I'm going to say no. I don't think they make the okay. playoffs this year. And I think they'll get like the sixth, like the, not the 16th, maybe like the 13th overall pick. Like, I think they can get up there. I hope they get, if they don't make the playoffs, I hope they get at least like a lottery. Yeah. Like a top 10. But yeah, I don't think they make the playoffs this year, unfortunately. Cause I'm like, if you're not gonna like be like really bad, then like make the playoffs. So at least I have like a little bit of fun. But yeah, I don't think they make the playoffs this year, unfortunately. The other question I wanted to ask you, or at least somebody who pays attention to the Canucks more than I do, why aren't we talking about the Sedins for the GM job more? Like, isn't that where this is all heading to? I don't think that they're ready, and I think they're more of a like either player development or not necessarily scouting. I don't think they're ready for a GM job. In my opinion, I think they can be second and third, like secondhand guys to the GM, like assistant GMs maybe, but just so like they can give their opinions on certain players and like what they think the team needs. But I don't think they're guys who are ready to call the shots yet. Like I was thinking, so because technically Rutherford is like the interim GM, but president president of hockey ops, right? So Rutherford's calling the shots right now. Yeah. Um, Stan Smeal just today hired as vice president of hockey operations. Perfect. That dude sounds like he you know he sounded like he knew what he was talking about. He knew how he knew how to impress people. He he sounds like he should be there. That sounds like a guy who should be within the Canucks organization. My thing with the Sedins is that six months from now or whenever the season's over, you're going to do your GM search and who's going to be really available that it's going to be better than what you have in the room already. Yeah. Between, between Rutherford, Schmiel, the Sedins, 
if I'm missing anybody else, let me know. I don't know if they've hired a new person yet. But that, that's where I feel they like hired, they hired a guy from the Ducks. I forget his name, unfortunately. No. But this is, I was going to say, this is just where it all just seems like it's heading towards is that Rutherford is kind of setting the Sedins up to be uh, the next GMs of the team, like the co-GMs or however they want, you know, Henrik's GM, um, Daniel's assistant. I don't know. I just think this is what, I think that's what's happening with the Canucks. This is what it feels like is happening. And again, Aquilini can get, you know, some more PR from good PR from the team and the fan base of like, Hey, the Sedins, they're back. They're here. They're GMs. Yeah. Unless you're not interested. It's definitely something that would turn heads within the city of Vancouver and uh, the league in general. I just don't think they're ready for that, that role. Maybe in a couple years' time, but I just not right now. They need to hire the new GM, fire the new GM, and then the Sedins can take over <laughs> that spot. That's exactly it. Um, Derek Clancy is who Derek we hired. Clancy. Is he related to King Clancy? Do we know? uh sh- sure okay <laughs> sure why not uh this this has been insider trading with jevin lefebvre um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly it other nhl things i wanted to talk about with you i think the leafs are legit like i think this leaves like i'm drinking yeah. the kool-aid with this leaves team uh what are your thoughts on i should really get brando on this podcast what are your thoughts on the maple leafs so far this season and are they contenders I think they're contenders. I think they could actually like make a deep run this year. And I know we say this every year, but I just think this team is something about this, this team that's different. different. It feels different. Like they feel a lot more legit. They're like Campbell's actually proving that last year wasn't just a one-off year. Like he's mm-hmm. actually proven to be like a top five goalie this year. I mean, Matthews is doing what he usually does. William Nylander has one of the best contracts in the NHL. They're getting production from like Bunting and um, Kasha. Their defense is Morgan Riley's been playing really well. TJ Brody's been doing good. I like, I really think that they could go and do something special this year, but I honestly think for them, it's copper bust. Like if they just make a run to like, we made a run to the Eastern conference. We got past the first round. It's like, no, you guys are like, have been like contenders every like you talk about this is our year like kind of like the caps year you know like it's caps yeah. year it's caps year like they're the past three years they've been saying it's our year it's our year Matthew's best goal score in the league Marner is one of the best playmakers like Campbell best in the league like stuff like that to me if you don't make it to the I'll give you the Eastern Conference Finals. If you don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, it's a disappointment. And I think you guys have part of their fault, Toronto, like the city of Toronto, their fan base. It's part of their fault that they've held themselves to such a high standard. But also, Dubas has put the pieces in place. But when it gets down to crunch time, none of them have been able to produce. So to me, it's Eastern Conference Finals or bust. Like anything below that is unsuccessful in my opinion. You guys got to make a run to actually get some late season respect from other teams. I think here's the thing with them. They, so if they make the playoffs today, they're playing Florida in the first round and then Toronto in the second round. 
like you say, if they if they go like if they beat both of those teams and they go to the Eastern Conference Finals and they lose to, I'm going to say Carolina or Washington because I don't know if the Rangers are totally legit. If they beat the if they lose if they beat Tampa and Florida but lose to say Carolina or Washington, I I'm okay with that. Like I think that's fine if you're the Leafs. Like I think you can build. I think you can build off that. And I mean, like, like you said, Bunting's done really well. They essentially just replaced Zach Hyman with Michael Bunting. They moneyballed yeah. it, and they just got Bunting in there. Um, the defense—it's a little bit of a mess right now with uh, Jake Muzzin not totally healthy. Yeah, it's Rasmus, a little thin. It's a little thin. Lilligren's been fun to watch this year. Rasmus Sandin's been fun to watch this year, um, but it's a little thin. I think, in the, like you said, Eastern Conference Finals, they lose to Carolina or, or the Capitals. Tampa. I don't know about Tampa, but I think if you lose, I think if you get to the East, if you lose to one of the three best teams in the East, I'm okay with that. In the, in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm okay with that. I think that's fine. They, I think it's Conference Finals or Cup Finals, and it's a good year. I think you need to get past the second round, in my opinion. Yeah. That's fair because um, you guys have had multiple first round exits. So many, like if you had, a, if you progressed and you've already got to the second round of the finals, it's like, okay, like you guys have gotten there before. It's just not your year again, but like, it's like, Oh get, yeah, we got, we, at least we got past the first round. It's like you guys like, congrats. You guys have, should have got past the first round the past two, three years. Actually, go yeah. on a deep run like you say you're gonna go on every single year. TSN talks gives them a half hour segment every single episode about how like good they are, like what's bad about them right now. Like tough stretch, Mitch Marner slump again, Matthews best goal scorer in the league. They won't even play for a week and they'll give them their own segment. If yeah, if they're giving themselves that many segments and that much time on air, you'd think they would be like. They've won three cups in the past five years, but they haven't done shit. They haven't done anything. Yeah, you get to the playoffs, but you lose in the first round. You blow a 3-1 series lead to Montreal, who shouldn't have even made to the, the cup finals. Like, I'm a Habs fan. They shouldn't have done that. Like, Montreal, like, I know this might seem unnecessary, but it's conference finals at least, in my opinion. And if you don't make it to there, it's – I'm. I'm still like disappointed with the team. Speaking of teams, I'm disappointed in. How would you fix the Edmonton Oilers? I I was actually talking to my uh, boss at Leo's, and he said Edmonton should trade for Flurry. Okay, I Flurry might not resign in Chicago. And come trade deadline, if Chicago's not in position to make the playoffs or go on a run, gave up. Would you give up a first rounder for Mark Andre Fleury? If, if you're Ken Holland, I think you would. That's probably the best first round pick. That he, that's a, that's a safe Ken Holland move to give up a first round pick is for right. you know, Mark Andre Fleury instead of giving up instead of giving up assets for a Duncan Keith whose legs are long gone. That's a safe first round pick, the trade. That's a safe bet to make. Come playoff time, do you trust Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen? No, no. And Flurry, no. Flurry has three cups under his belt, and you watched like what he did in Vegas. He won a Vezina last year, and he's playing very well right now. 
And Edmonton, like you have, you can't waste any more of McDavid and Drysaddle's years, or else you're gonna want out. You got to make some sort of run in the playoffs. Why not trade for Flurry? Trade, get some goaltending. Don't mind that. That that's that's like a, a safe bet for the Oilers. Or <laughs> make a trade for Shane Gossespear. For Ghost. He's Arizona, or Jacob Chikrin. Trade Chikrin, for Chikrin. Chikrin is a better option, I think. Chikrin is like a safer option. Trade for Chikrin. There you go. That 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 I would be down for. I think do both. Yeah. Fuck it. Do both of you the Oilers. Trade for both of those guys. Yeah. Trade your you know bottom six that isn't contributing, or throw in like a Kyler Yamamoto and get both of those guys. Who says no? Why why wouldn't you? Go yeah. all in. Put go almost like a Mark Bergevin kind of putting your you know what on the table like he did last off season of like not not this season but the season before with Montreal and like going out and getting like Josh Anderson. Ken Holland needs to put his you know what on the table and just go for it with McDavid and Drysaddle and the Oilers. Yeah, no, I agree. Or uh, trade for the number one trade bait, Ben Sherat, baby. I like Chikrin more, I think. <laughs> same here, same here. I agree. Um, finally, I want to know what's an underrated team this year that you really like, or who, who's a team that you want to throw a little love to here while you got a chance? Can I go through the? I'll, I'll tell you mine because I've actually really enjoyed watching the Blues this year. Yeah. Like the like yeah, the, Blues, the Blues, I mean, like Jordan Cairo. There was talk about um, Cairo getting some Team Canada love. And I don't think he makes it, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. I was kind of like, yeah, you know what? Makes sense. I see where you're like, I don't know if it's a great argument, but I think you can make an argument for Jordan Cairo getting in on that team. Um, you know, they got a hundred goals. 80 goals against, you know, plus 20 goal differential. They're 10, three and two at home this year. Uh, yeah. Jordan Bennington, people love him. People hate him. He's been entertaining to watch this year. I need more. I think what I need with, with Bennington is like more swick stick, uh, stick swinging more or more, yeah. more like taking shots at dudes next. Like, I think that's yeah. what I need from Benny. Like, he's kind of like the wrestling heel. Like, if he's going to play this role, he needs to really dive into it. Yeah, I agree. A team, they're, they're like, doing really bad this year, but I think Ottawa's future is really bright. And seeing, like, Drake Batherson, Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk, Thomas Shabbat, like, that's, like, a fun team to watch. And... I, like they just be Florida eight two, which is like an anomaly. Like that's not gonna happen every single time. But they're still like uh, their prospects are really fun to watch, and like you can see that that they're they've built that team right, in my opinion. And yeah, they're just they're fun. They're a fun team to watch, and I think that they're gonna be fun to watch for the future. My they're opinion. hot right. They're hot right now. Yeah, so I think I think they I was gonna say I think they won like five straight or something like yeah. before they lost the other night. Like they're doing really like they're not doing good right now. They have 19 points. Like yeah. like they're doing terrible, but I think that their bright spots are really performing. And I guess now I can say Vancouver, but they're like talk of the league right now, so it's not really an underrated not an underdog. Thing. Kind of an underdog in a way. Kind of an underdog, but it's not like they're not really an underrated team 
they haven't really slipped under the radar because they've been the talk of the league right now. So that's fair. Yeah, I don't uh, know any because what Minnesota maybe. I was gonna say Minnesota, Minnesota, Nashville, Calgary. Calgary is always gonna be boring to watch for me. I'll never. I don't like watching Calgary games. I don't know why. Mm, I, I think I can tell you why the Daryl Sutter effect. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just can't watch Calgary is, is games. It, is it because of all the former Canucks players who are on the Flames? <laughs> no, it's just something about watching Calgary play. It's just I never. I don't think. I don't think. Here's the thing. I don't think people out. Nobody outside of Calgary really likes or is rooting for Calgary. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't really know. It's. Yeah, I don't really know what to do with that. With the flames, I'll not, yeah, I'll just never really get on board with them. Calgary, Calgary definitely seems like a team. Like Calgary is definitely giving me a upset team that gets upset in the first round for sure. Uh, Cal or Anaheim. Don't yeah. tell, don't tell Scott I said that. Um, Calgary, <laughs> Calgary, Anaheim. Um, let's throw it over to our mailbag. We got two questions for this mailbag. Let's do it. World Juniors questions, by the way. Hopefully, these are some easy pickings for you. Hopefully. Uh, um, prediction, this is from a friend of the pod, Callum McDonald. Uh, predictions for World Juniors, how do you think Bedard will perform? So that's kind of a two-part question. I guess predictions, like maybe player or team, um, and do you think Connor Bedard will do well? So Canada... I've heard a lot of good things coming from them. And like Shane Wright, I'm expecting big things. He's been talking to the town the past couple of years. He's been sought after for a while. So I'm expecting big things from him. I think Canada's in the gold medal game. Um, I always got to throw the States in there because they're usually like bronze medal game or gold medal game. They're never like usually out of both. Yeah. So, I think U.S. and Canada are finishing top three. But we were talking about this before we press record, man. Finland, it's something something about them. Like every, this random year that you never anticipate them winning, they always like pop off. So I could see Finland being in the gold medal game. And I, th- I think it will be a Canada-U.S. I don't know the groupings, though. I don't uh, know what the groupings Can- are. So Canada... Um... I think the U.S., Russia, and Sweden are in the Group B, and Canada is in its own group with who the fuck cares and nobody asks. Um, <laughs> which I only I only know this because uh, one of my Albertan friends uh, was asking me about uh, who sh- who would who would be a better game, Russia, Switzerland, or Russia, Slovakia. And I said, as of late, probably Russia, Switzerland, because Switzerland's been the better junior team. Um, yeah. But it turns out all those games are in Red Deer. So, you know, poor soul having to go to Red Deer to watch fucking uh, <laughs> hockey. Yeah. I, I, but- I, shouldn't, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. That's, that's cruel to Russia. Or that's cool to Red Deer. But um, really cold. I, I, I'm glad it's them going and not me. Uh, here's the official grouping. So Canada is in the same group, Group A, as Finland, Germany, Czech Republic, and Austria. There's a lot of World War II history right in that group. And then Group B uh, is the U.S., Russia, Sweden, Slovakia, Switzerland. 
Okay. All righty. Yeah, so, like, you see for Canada, you got Caden Gooley, who's a guy I really liked watching in the juniors last year, and then you got Owen Power, who's just drafted first overall. Then you got Bedard. You got Shane Wright. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things from McTavish. Cole Perfetti's loan from Winnipeg. So, I think Canada wins. And as for Connor Bedard, you know, 16-year-olds, he's, like, being compared to, like, McDavid right now. Like, he could be, like, insane in the NHL. I think he's, like, the like third or fourth leading scorer on Canada. Okay. Kind of thing. Like, I don't think he's going to pop off and, like, win MVP of the tournament. Yeah. Just because he's 16. And he might even be less than, like, third or fourth on the team just because the younger guys, they always kind of get bumped down in minutes and stuff. It's, like, because I feel like the coach will be, like, obviously we need the best chance to win, but you'll get, like, two more of these. Yeah. I, I right. kind of feel like with I kind of feel like with Bedard. Do you remember like a few years ago when like Lafreniere was like a sixteen-year-old yeah. who like was hardly getting any like was getting eight minutes a game of ice time? That's yeah. kind of what I feel like Bedard will See, be. That's what I'm thinking too. But I'm like Bedard might just be thrown out on the power play, and like he might just get a couple points here and there, and then like he, he just scores a bunch of OV goals. Yeah, kind of thing. So I I kind of agree with you. I just don't know if he'll get the ice to really like pop off. Yeah. But I, I think he'll show, like, flashes of, like, what people are going to look forward to. But he just won't get enough ice time to, like, really make it impact. That's fair. Um, you know, it's a good thing I'm not on the world junior team, like Canada's world junior team, because I would just be that guy who's like, you're only 16? You're only 17? <laughs> like... How are I you? So, how are you so young and so good at hockey? It's insane. Yeah, um, I, it makes me feel old, honestly. Um, finally, last question: uh, Will the U.S. win the World Juniors? And me being from the states, I kind of have to say yes. I'm kind of obligated to say yes. I think they're in the. I think they're in the gold medal game. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I have the U.S. beating Canada. Um, that that's you know going with my uh, prediction again this year. And I'll say um, Sweden beats Russia in the bronze medal game. Hmm. I'll say Russia beats Finland. All right. The, there you go. The actually, actually, I think that's how that works with groupings. Um, so yeah, that, pro- that probably makes more sense. Um, Jevin, that's all I got for you, man. That that's all we got scheduled. This here. is fun. Uh, really fun. Uh, got a few minutes here. Anything you want to plug, promote, share with the SYP listeners? Uh, well, first of all, Ian, thanks for having me on. It's always a blast coming on the SYP podcast. Um, you can uh, follow my personal at Jevin on Instagram. That is J E V O N dot L E F E. V's and Bob, V's and Victor, R E. Instagram, uh, Twitter is Jevin Lefave. I tweet a lot about the Canucks, and I sometimes get into arguments with uh, people about some takes. And then 
my podcast page at left side heavy underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and YouTube channel left side heavy. I post full episode podcasts there and podcast clips as well. Find my podcast on Google, Apple, and Spotify. And yeah, that's about it. We have a Christmas episode coming next Friday with me and my sisters talking about Christmas memories and then upload every Wednesday. So come uh, listen up. Listen, I was, was going to say you uh, you did an interview with Jade Pat a while ago, I which, did. which, you know, makes you higher on the podcast hierarchy than me. <laughs> but um, you're basically just working your way into like Canucks Twitter is essentially what you're doing here. And like soon it's just going to be you, Jay Pat, Grant and Rob Williams just tweeting out lines every practice. That's essentially what this is all going to be. Just trying to network myself, Ian. You know, a DM never hurts. And the worst thing I've instilled and installed into my brain is the worst thing they could say is no. Yes. But if they say yes, then it's it's gold, baby. So, yeah, I just reach out. They say yes, they say yes. And I happened to get J-Pat for a bit. Got him for about a half hour, and it was it was awesome. So, I've had Ian and Scott on a few times. I've had Ian on a few times. I've had Forsyth. He was a green man. That um, was a good. That was the a Canucks. Good that was a fun episode. So, yeah, come on, um, come listen and reach some, out. Some are comparing, you know, Scott and I to Jay Pat and Adam Forsyth. Like some are saying that we are on equal pegging. All five of us, really. Like you, Scott, myself. You know, we're kind of on equal terms, really. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty um. Much. That's awesome. Uh, glad to hear that. Uh, pretty much this week has kind of been uh, a little chaotic for myself. Uh, we got two episodes planned next week, including a, a Formula Un podcast. And uh, I think we're doing a basketball podcast as well next week. Oh, or, or, I think I, uh, I'll have to confirm with that. Um, Hopefully games aren't postponed because we got a bunch of in-person content we're doing. Uh, I'm going to the Canucks Ducks game on the 23rd. If that happens, Kraken uh, Canucks on 27th. And um, I I think I'm going to the Seahawks game uh, against the lions. January 2nd, real money, real money was actually paid to go watch the lions and the Seahawks. That is unbelievable. It really is. <laughs> it's it's a long story, but yes, it's unbelievable. Um, you know where to find my stuff, our stuff. Uh, you can you know be sure to like this video on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, check us out on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, and uh, we'll be back again soon. Peace out. Peace.